Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is Off the Turnbuckle. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Gents. Yes, sir. It's that it's that season again. You can tell because we bought it again. I know, right? It's like <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to drop to drop the ball. It's like how do you know it's WrestleMania season? Because OTTV oh. is recording a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of the course. That's what we do on this side. Yeah, pretty much. And now, you know, it's it's the most stupendous episode of OTTV in history. So we officially adopting it because Vince put it out there. Well, I think Pat was the one who initially started it. Put it and then out the company there. Picked it up. That's what they. That's what they branded it as. That's what they've been pushing it as. Yeah. Uh, so it is the most stupendous. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I we could do we could do a recap show. So I guess we'll be two nights as well. So it's yeah. the most okay. stupendous two night event in wrestling podcasting. There we go. Listen, I thought the word stupendous was retired from the English dictionary. Listen, <laughs> tell us like, to anyone to rest when, when dudes them literally just ran great balls of fire as a pay per view not less than what five years ago. I think that's only five years in our review. So, wow. understand. I now, forgot about that. I know we have we have some notes, but I have some other stuff in my head that probably could come up as we go through this. So, but yeah, so let let's start with this. The let's so we already agreed that stupendous is stupid. <laughs> I think that's agreed. Um, but the other part of that conversation in terms of this two nights thing, um, where, where do we stand on that? Because I'm not sure how I feel about the two nights. Um, let me get your thoughts before I, before I jump in. I understood the two night when we had the lockdowns and the no fans and all of that. Mm-hmm. Because it gave you... a. Uh, more space for each of the storylines to play out given the fact that nobody was there to hype it up so they could do more in terms of uh the, the what you call it the storytelling and the gimmick matches man mm-hmm. like cinematic the matches. cinematic matches there yeah. we go so i could understand it then yeah but now mm-hmm. that we have the fans back to stretch it out over two nights is a bit of an overkill especially when you've ha- you, you haven't used this time in the last few months to build compelling storylines. Yeah. So out of Roman and Brock, we have seen nothing in terms of long-term storytelling to get you to be involved in half of these matches. The other day I was watching Raw and they just all of a sudden put Edge in a match with AJ Styles and I was like, okay, I guess that happening. Which night is it going to be on? Nobody knows. They just throwing out there to add to the card. So yeah. I, I don't understand these two, yeah. the, the, the two-night thing. Give me one night with matches that have long-form storytelling things that people can relate to and get beyond. Yep. Well, see, Ricardo actually answered a question that I had, because I wanted to know if the matches between these two nights were longer than it would be if it was just one night. Because when I, I sat and thought about it, I essentially looked at it the same way as what the, the NBA did with the play-in. So they started the play-in because of the bubble, the same way with WWE doing these two nights because of the whole pandemic thing. Now, if I were to try and look at it from a creative and I guess a wrestling standpoint, 
like Ricardo said, with the two nights, it allows you to flesh out more stories. It gives other wrestlers more time. Um, you can be more creative in the sense that you're having two nights. So you set the tone with one night. You, you you would expect that you would have to set the tone again with night two as well. So it's like how last year, I don't think Rhea and Bianca both have their moment if there weren't two nights. Now, See. the... The issue, well, the issue now is that, like you kind of said again, no, where are the compelling stories? I feel if there were more compelling stories, especially within the mid card range, the two nights would be more sense. So as a fan, it kind of just feels grueling that okay, I have to spend money now on this one night, and I have to actually come back for this two night as well, and along on top of the other events that are happening. So I don't know. If, I feel it can work. But I feel like they really have to dig into the fact, like, hey, we have the freedom create creatively so, to do something. Else. And this is where my issue lies with it, right? It can work if the whole point of it is you're allowing really good stories to be mm-hmm. told and allowing those stories to breathe and build up in the lead up to WrestleMania. However, a quick glance of the card says to me that that's not what they're doing. You have Bobby Lashley versus Almost. Why? You have Drew McIntyre oh, versus Happy Corbin. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a fan of Pat McAfee. I feel like, you know, fine, that's cool. Um, you have the two matches now. Because you have two nights, you have two matches with celebrity um, involvement, which would be the Logan Paul match um, with Miz, those, and then Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. But how the hell we have all of this and we don't have an IC title match or a US title match? Because to me, if you're going to have two nights, then that means you should have enough space for all of your titles to be defended between those two nights. But we have, for lack of a better phrase, I don't want to say garbage, but we have non-important, non... Like, there's no story for Bobby Lashley versus Omos. There's no story for for Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Not really. Not meaningful enough that warrants a match at Mania over an IC title match or a US title match. And therefore, and see, for me, that's where this fails. And, okay. see, yeah, totally and see you bleeding into a territory that we've long noticed, but a lot of us have been spoken on. This whole idea of, in, back in the day, Mania matches meant something. Mania feuds meant something. Now we're moving into this territory uh, where we're just doing it to say we do it. Like, we need Mania matches, so we have Mania matches every year, but they don't mean nothing anymore. Like, when we had Undertaker uh, Shawn Michaels, that meant something. When we had Undertaker Shawn Michaels 2, Undertaker Triple H, when yep. we had Rock Austin, when yep. we had Rock uh, Hogan, those matches meant something. Mm-hmm. Those were years in the making. Those, those, those were situations after situations bleeding into a storyline. Yep. Now we have situations where we just doing it because we need to fill a card. And... We want to make this the biggest event possible, no, no. not in terms of quality, the but in the terms of the amount of matches. The most stupendous <laughs> oh, two yes, nights. Yes, yes, Factual. Yes. But not in terms of quality. It's all that's about true. quantity for Vince, and that's that's where it's becoming a, a very scary ordeal. Because then when you take when you take the 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 the, the build away from it, you leave a situation where you have a pay-per-view. That doesn't mean anything. So when you look back on it, like we were discussing right before before the port, when was the last time Vince was involved in Armenia's storyline? We couldn't even remember right off the top of our heads. And that's where we're becoming with a lot of these Mania matches. Like right. two years from now, we'll never remember why Omis 
or Bobby Lashley had a match, or if they even had a match. Correct. Same thing with the AJ Styles and Edge thing. That that is supposed to be something that we talk about for ages. These are two of the best that have ever done it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they have an Amenia match and nobody interested, it just goes to show you how poor uh, our storytelling and billing has been for the last few years for WWE. Yeah. I mean, the only story, the only match that has, to me, sufficient and significant build is Brock Roman. Everything else is like way down in terms of when you go to the second and third tier down that list it's like there's rock there's this brock and roman and everything else is like miles behind in terms of development of a story and and preparation um and i think that's the issue for me because i'm sorry if you if, if the intent of this was to get better matches better stories more investment from the crowd it's a failure obviously from a money standpoint Having two nights of WrestleMania instead of one is beneficial for the company because now, obviously, they're trying to turn this like literally into like All Star Break because they wanted to call Raw and SmackDown this week WrestleMania Raw and WrestleMania SmackDown. <laughs> we already know you got NXT on Saturday afternoon, Mania Night one and two Saturday night, Sunday night. You know, post WrestleMania Raw. And I guess to some degree, there'll still be some some spillover into into post WrestleMania SmackDown. And so now it's like you've taken this idea, and instead of having it as you know two three nights back to back, it's become this literally you're trying to make it this two week thing. Um, but I think it's to the detriment of overall storytelling. Yeah, but I think we all in agreement that that's something that's been out the window for quite some time for WWE. That's something that they don't care about anymore. Not like, true. Vince has made it adamantly clear that he's all in the business of whatever produces the most revenue. Yep. So, for all of the that narrative of WWE fans that, oh, we want long-term booking, we don't want long-term storytelling, we want all of these things, we have shown in the terms of our dollar value or our dollar spend that we're willing to eat up whatever he gives or whatever the company gives. Mm-hmm. So, if you remember a few years ago, there was this whole, like, highlight about The Fiend. He was the biggest thing going on Mania Weekend. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost like we could just remove that. This is what WWE's saying. We could just remove that and they'll still show up. Yep. We'll give them two nights and they'll mm-hmm. still show up. Because they so, will show up for Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Right? You know that's what it is. So, like, I can't fault Vince because Vince and his his financial grouping behind him They've 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 come to the conclusion, and the conclusion is well served. That wrestling fans just love wrestling. If you give them a product, they will show up to watch because it's a sport that they grew up loving. Yep, it's an entertainment company that they've always been indebted to. So they'll support just because I was a wrestling fan from I was eight. I remember the Undertaker side looking to see if anybody could come close to that. Yeah, and whether it's good or not, I'll still show up Monday. Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever night it on. Yeah. You know, you, you said the right thing with the revenue. Because I took a second and said, let me look at what was the card like last year, right? So I'm looking through this card. And throughout it, I can see where there were a lot of matches that had great storylines or just great showcase of wrestling, right? But this, and then I look at this card this year, and I say to myself, this is actually the most Vince thing Vince can do. Reason being... He had all these great matches, all these great moments, stories told, right? But the one thing he took from last year, oh, wow, everyone talked about Bad Bunny. You know what? Let's double down on the celebrities. 
<laughs> We're gonna double down I mean, on the celebrity matches even, and screw everything else. <laughs> I mean, at least you could have brought Bad Bunny back. I mean, like you look at from a storyline perspective, what they did on Monday with um with Miz and Logan Paul, and obviously that's a glorified handicap match because well, Logan Paul don't look like there's nothing to do in the ring. So even from that standpoint, it's like at least you know Johnny Knoxville is in that space where he's been doing stunts essentially all his life. So you can kind of yeah. understand how that might work, right? But it's like, yeah, that's this ain't not. No, it and, really like I say, this. <laughs> I I understand that is Bianca and Becky in terms of having an actual story, something so, like there's meaning there. Well, I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna tie that back to SummerSlam, right? That's gonna be mm. their video package is gonna go all the way back to SummerSlam last year when Becky returned out of nowhere and essentially stole the title from Bianca. So they're going to pretend as though they've been telling the story for, you know, eight months, nine months, whatever that would be, when really that's not quite what they've been doing, right? A lot of it has been Bianca spinning wheels until they got to this point. It wasn't like, you know, there was some initial, you know, going after the title and then that faded off and then she just kind of disappeared into stuff with Dewdrop and whoever else for a while until eventually oh getting back to this point, right? But that's not, that's not really... That's not, she's been clawing back to get it, Becky, since SummerSlam. But they're going to present it as such. Because they have enough footage here there between what's happened between now and then to make it seem like that's what it's been. And that's the problem. That's what I always tell people, bro. The hardest work in the department uh, in WWE is that graphic team Ooh, that put together package. those video mm-hmm. packages. Yep, Because yep. that's, uh, that's the only way you could follow. It don't even make sense you watching Raw and SmackDown like on a nightly basis anymore. Nope. Just catch the recaps on YouTube I, because yep. the summary is always better than the long story. What? I am that I am that guy. Listen, I, I think I, I think guy. most of us might be in that space nowadays. So I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the order of these next two questions simply because I, I, I need to jump to the Cody quote unquote story first. So in my mind, from my viewing, the second best story going into Mania, and y'all may disagree has been Seth Rollins not having an opponent. Um, I don't disagree. I feel like the matches that he had with KO and with AJ, um, to me, were stellar matches. You could crap on the overall concept of somebody like Seth Rollins not being on Mania as an unbelievable concept, but I think what what they've done with it, um, to me, has been, in my mind... The second best story in the lead up to WrestleMania, and that's literally been a story that's only been running for maybe four or five weeks. Um, the obvious endpoint, I think, for everybody is that Cody shows up as the hand-picked opponent for Seth on whichever night they fight, in, which is now how we have to talk about these things. Um, I think they're on night one on Saturday night. Um, but to me, I just feel like Vince is the type of dude where he will bite off his nose to spite his face. So I find Vince to be the type of person who will say, okay, we blew the Cody story. We let people in on that way too early. And so therefore now the obvious thing that everybody expects is that Seth is going to face Cody at Mania. And then all of a sudden when Seth is standing in the ring and his opponent music hits, it's going to be here comes the money. And it's going to be Shane McMahon because Vince would rather be like, no, 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 no. It was never that. And then have Cody show up on post-mania raw. I honestly, genuinely in my heart believe that 
we could be very well set up for a grand disappointment with this match. He really would put Shane in that predicament. I don't know how to tell you this really except by telling you it. You're absolutely right. I don't I, I don't expect anything related to Cody and Seth. I mean, because the ball related to this entire saga has been dropped so many times. When this initially started, I think it was four or five weeks. It could be a little bit more than that. When him and KO went on the whole, we, we don't have an opponent titles. for Raw because they ran a tight team, mm-hmm. gauntlet over a few weeks trying to quote-unquote, get into Mania. Mm-hmm. They wanted to compete for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. From that standpoint alone, that was the story. Mm-hmm. What you should have done is push this all the way into Mania with them two still competing as to who could just appear. So whether it was a segment where they sat ringside during Mania for the chance to interrupt the Seth, I mean the, the tag team AJ Styles versus the AJ Styles versus Edge match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just keep spinning that into, okay, Stone Cold showed up. He addressed both of them. And then he brought out the eventual Cody Rhodes. You could have spin this narrative so many different ways mm-hmm. to get actual compelling storylines out of it. Right. But what we ended up with is like this muddled foolishness of you could do a one-off interview with Seth and Vince in his office two days or three days before me. Yep. That, 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 mm. that, that literally is killing the buzz. So that is where it dropped yeah. off for me. Right, I actually feel like they would have been better served to actually have him interrupt the start of Raw on Monday and have whatever play out from there. I feel like they completely killed, and this is—I think this was the worst part of the overall story because I think I understand what you're saying in terms of dragging it out to that point. The problem was they had that that Stone Cold thing that they had to fit because they had to have Stone Cold because it's in Dallas and all of that that came along with that particular storyline. But for me, the route this is what I'm saying, Alexis. You could you could keep that storyline. Stone Cold is the epitome of Texas wrestling, right? So to have him there is like critically important. That's why I'm saying what you could have done. You could have, like you mentioned, you could have Vince pop up on on this pass raw and basically say, "Hey, you guys have taken this out of proportion. So I'm banning both of you from Mania." Right. You see what I'm coming? And yeah. then in yeah. your place, yeah. or you know, you could spin it into the narrative of. <laughs> We have the perfect pl- person to represent our company at Mania right. in Texas, right. and that's Stone Cold. And then you can have his presence, and then you can treat it where they're both competing straight up to the point of we're trying to get in the ring with Austin. Right. And then Austin was like, no, I'm not in the position to take a match, but I brought somebody who's ready to take that match. Ah. You can imagine the rub you could get ah. Cody coming back to Mania with Stone Cold Austin presenting him. In that, like, come on, man. This, yeah, gotta, this stuff gotta is easy. Gotta we need to send your resume. <laughs> this is what is irritating that's, me that's really about, uh, about WWE because all of these narratives are there, but it's just Vince saying to himself, nobody can outthink me. Right. I've been doing this for so yeah. many years. And this is how we have to do it. And like you said, there's very simple ways that they could have intertwined. I kept the story intertwined and then actually unravel the thread at Mania and still leave people guessing. Because now, like I said, I feel like Vince is the type of dude who will say, oh, y'all thought it was Cody. Guess what? And then literally save Cody for either the Raw or, or SmackDown. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. See, still the- thinking, he's still thinking the majority is fans are 15 and 16-year-olds, oh, you know, sleeping in their mommy basement while and out. You know, when in fact, we all grown men with jobs and we can understand long-form storytelling. Yep. We can understand quality narratives. We can understand it. So why pretend like we don't? Like, I you don't have to treat us it. like you talking to little children like, oh, y'all thought you was going to get this psych. 
We don't need that, bro. I feel like just give me, just give me a quality line. storyline. I feel he does that because he knows it's just despite us. Y'all like, aren't as smart fans as y'all think y'all are. You know, the problem I'm still is the, the head honcho of but we're not, but we're, we're not living in the territorial days. We we literally have the internet. We have all of these things. There's so many ways for stories to be out there. Everybody knows everybody's contract status. Like it's just it's dumb. It's so dumb. And that's the thing. You you this is why you know you you piss off a certain segment of your audience because you treat them as though they don't understand and have the ability to access this information yeah. and come to to, to to conclusions that are obvious. I mean, ultimately, I think it will be Cody. But I just feel like if there was ever an opportunity for Vince to do that one last F you, <laughs> it would be that. Alexis, the story I like to say to people when it comes to what Vince does is he forgets the he forgets the idea that things can grow and evolve. Like if you talk to people who watch basketball in the 70s and 80s, they'll tell you the story about the bad boy pistons and how they took away like the golden boy era from basketball because it went from you thinking everybody was respectful and appreciative to be in the league and ready to shake hands to nah but we don't like each other and when this dude come here we see him off the court we could beat him up i forget if he's close on the spot or not we, we could bust him <laughs> and if we don't bust him and we see them and we play them next time we could fall him hard yeah. the nfl had to adopt that to a point with the cowboys like we need a villain so that's us prime and, and and that Dallas Cowboy mm-hmm. uh, team that made the Super Bowl runs with Aikman and Emmett, they adopted the narrative that, no, we could tell y'all we feel like we's the best team in the league and y'all should come and watch us because we's the greatest thing they ever touched the field. Yep. Like, they bought into the reality of what these things are. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, and Vince refuses to yeah, do that. Like, AEW has done that. Yeah. Like, they've, they've taken the, the, the baton to a point where... They understand, hey, this is what wrestling fans see wrestling as. Yeah. They understand that this is a 24-hour thing. Yeah. They're all over YouTube, it shows. Yeah. If you watch Being the Elite and all these things, these 24-hour coverage yep. of mm. how these things develop. So Vince has gone the complete opposite. Like, no, we can keep pretending like there's a fourth wall. Like, we can't break it. Like, as though there's this silo that exists. <laughs> bro, it, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre to see this, but... Hey, it's the perfect case study of when old people stay too long yep. and hold on the power they should not. Yep. So, I mean, uh, it's just, you know, I guess the the the, the sidebar question that I, I asked Ricardo before we started recording and before Javon came on was the reason why I asked about when last was Vince disinvolved um, was more so from a point of concern because, you know, I feel like every mania that comes around, it could be the last mania that Vince is involved, right? And so to me, I find it striking that he essentially is involved in three, I guess, three stories or three things across WrestleMania weekend, right? So he's he's inducting um, Undertaker at the Hall of Fame. Um, he obviously set up the whole match between Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. And now he's inserted himself into the Seth Rollins story in, in it being a, a, an opponent of Vince's choosing. So I guess, like I said, to me, I just look at it as like, you know, is this this thing where, because I mean, every time I see Vince, I'm like, he don't really look as, I mean, obviously he's getting older, but he doesn't look as sprightly. He doesn't look as, you know, I'm here for the daily grind of this as he used to. And it just, every time, you know, like I said, you come around WrestleMania season and you kind of look at it. It's like, you know, 
is he this heavily involved this go around making his presence felt because he knows that you know there might not be much of these left do you think it has anything to do with um the timing of triple h announcing officially his retirement from the ring i mean it's possible because obviously you've had you would normally have some some level of that grouping him him shane hunter or stephanie um kind of involved whether directly or tight tangentially with stories leading into mania i think almost every year especially going back the last decade i would say at least um and even before that if you think about it back when when triple h was still a, a an everyday in-ring competitor um so it is interesting to i guess to look at it from that standpoint because you know stephanie and Triple H obviously out this lap simply because of everything that just recently happened with his yeah. health. Um, Shane, as far as we understand, is kind of excommunicado for now. Um, and so it does kind of leave that void where if you want to have somebody in the family that's connected, it, it only really leaves Vince. And so from that standpoint, I could see how that may be the reason why he kind of inserted himself into, into so much of this stuff this year. I mean, obviously the Undertaker thing was going to be a given, um, I don't know that there would have been anybody else safe for maybe Shawn Michaels um, that could have inducted Undertaker. Um, but yeah, I, I think outside of that, the other two things I just found particularly interesting that he inserted himself into it in that way. And I think you had the nail right on the head, boy, because if you look at it, the Taker thing, he the rumor was always that he wanted to wait a bit longer, maybe do it next year or the following year. But it was more a situation like, we don't know where the pandemic go. We, we we certain for this year, so let's do it now. Let's not try to hold out any longer. Mm-hmm. But adding the Pat McAfee, Austin Theory thing, and then following up with the uh, Seth Rollins thing, yeah. you are absolutely right. He, he may be looking at it from the standpoint of, I don't know how much more of this I have left. And I think added to that, that might be why the Triple H thing played out the way it played out. Because if you read the dirt sheets, Triple H has been trying behind the scenes to do something. They mm-hmm. excommunicated him from NXT completely, yep. blew that whole thing up, yep. yeah. got NXT 2.0. So I think all of this is Vince putting the writing on the wall of, I don't know how much longer this is going to last, and this is how I want it to be run in my absence. Right. Hence the whole play of uh, their version of Tony Khan, I could, Nick Khan. Yeah. I hope I'm saying the right name. Uh, so yeah, 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 Nick Khan. You, you're, uh, you're seeing the expansion of his role and person surrounding him yeah. straight down to NXT straight on through all of the uh, India stuff, all of the Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. stuff, yeah. all of the NXT UK stuff. You're seeing their, their play, and you're seeing the writing on the wall that this is what Vince wants the future to look like. So it is bizarre, but hey, when, you, when you've when you been a man like Vince all your life with all the power in the world, and you've beaten the feds on uh, dope scandals and all these other things, you feel untouchable, so you feel like you have the power to do what you want when you want. So I, I don't do even it. think he looks at as at AEW anymore as competition. I think he's moving in a space where I'm gonna let the money and success talk for my company until I go, mm-hmm. and that's what he's doing. And I think that's why Triple H made the move the last week to announce that he's retiring from in-ring performance in the lead up to Mania, doing it on ESPN and not a WWE exclusive. Right. Given the fact that he yeah. is Triple H, that says it all. So for him to go that route. It was almost in a sense of they don't want anything to do with me, so I'm going to tell my story my way. Yeah, control the narrative. Yep, very true. That is very true. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, the, 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 I, I tend to always have interest in kind of the, the, the reading between the lines, stories and things like that, especially during this season. Cause it's like, you never know what, what, what those sorts of things be lie behind the scenes when it comes to WWE, all of the, um, the, the, the politics and the minutia that comes in, in that, in that, in that direction. But I guess pivoting back to, to WrestleMania proper, um, one of the conversation, one of the topics of conversation every year is like, you know, who, who stole the show at WrestleMania. So basically who that's not in a main event match kind of grabbed everybody's attention and said, Hey, you know, either I'm still here. If it's somebody who's been on the roster for a while or somebody who kind of announces themselves as, you know, I'm next, so to speak, um, taking a glance at the card, who do you guys think is, or what match do you think steals the show at Mania this year? Hmm, let me take a quick look at this card again. I haven't even got to take a look at the card to tell you. I'm not going to be surprised by anybody. Why say that? There's no major storylines going in. So I don't expect anything earth-shattering to occur. What I mean to say, the only thing that could surprise anybody on this card is the return of Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes in a, in a position of, you could immediately see him competing in the title scene upcoming. Right. The Brock and Roman thing is a given that's going to be special yeah. because of the storyline. But there's not a match. Drew, he missed um, his moment. The company blew that. AJ Styles Edge, that could be a good match, but there's nothing behind it to actually interest the everyday wrestling fans. Yeah, I don't think... Beyond any... that, what do you but, want? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of on the, on the same leg. Becky, Becky and, 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 and uh, Bianca missed the opportunity. Yeah, Charlotte and Ronda is like, bro. I feel like this. How, see, like, I was gonna ask about that, but it's like, how we much get do we actually care? But we can I, get I, I, I guess I'm on the same lane. I just feel, I guess, if from a wrestling standpoint, if it's set and Cody that has potential, and Edge and AJ just because of the guys themselves who are in the match, it has potential. But other than that, outside of the the Brock and the match. I, I I honestly I honestly can't tell you. <laughs> so I honestly can't say. I have I have two potential show stealers. Um and oddly enough, they're both on night two. Um Street Profits, RK Bro, Alpha Academy. Um I think we are mm, that's not a that's not a I think we are primed for a if done right, a Montez Ford run as a singles competitor. Um, these dudes have been kind of, you know, complaining basically for the last two years that they couldn't make it onto the Mania card. And I think the the talent that sits within Montez Ford is just this. I think this is going to be a, a highlight for him in particular, this match. Um, and I think that just the chemistry between these three teams and obviously having Randy in the mix um, in terms of just the professionalism, the right. the the um, the weight that Randy brings to it, I think that that has the potential to be a show stealer. Um, and then what they've been doing with tag team wrestling when they've been interested and when they've allowed ra- that wrestling aspect of it to really hit, I think has been we've seen it. We've seen it go over very well with Usos and a New Day, um, and even when Sheamus and Cesaro was together in that same grouping of those three, those three teams kind of going at it. My second one, and this is just because I have a soft spot in my heart for Pat McAfee. I, just, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> um, there's Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. I knew you were going to um, say it. 
I, I mentioned this, I think, in the Lazarus chat. Sorry, in the, in the OCTV chat. I honestly think that Pat McAfee is somebody who could be a legit title holder, main event title holder in WWE simply because his passion for the business is so high. His ability on the mic, I think, is second to almost no one in the company right now, save for maybe Paul Heyman. He's um, the best. And I think that because he's so passionate, he has the capability to make the in-ring stuff work. His stuff with Adam Cole in NXT was a pleasant surprise. So I also think that if given some time and some energy, I think that that could be something where people come away from WrestleMania and go in like, okay, so there was Brock and Roman, which is obviously like the thing. But then I was like, holy crap, look at what Pat McAfee did. And so those would be my two off-the-wall um, ideas for show stealers. I can agree with you on the yeah, okay. Pat okay. Austin theory thing. Same. Same. You, 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 you're 100% on point with that. My only issue with the Montez Ford thing is this. I don't trust him at all. It's not that I don't trust him. It's the fact that there's nobody for him to feud with as a singles competitor. Like, I don't know if you noticed over the last year what they've done with the tag team division. They've made all of them single competitors <laughs> by promoting them as tag teams. So you've had Randy Orton on a tremendous singles run, competing just uh, for the honor of... of, of, of uh, What's his name, Riddle. 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 Riddle yeah. And then you've also had Riddle when Randy's been out competing for the honor of, uh, of, of, of Orton. Yeah. So we've been in this weird space where they've been in tag teams, but they've been competing on an individual basis for quite some time. So if you put Montez Ford on a single run, who's he going to feud with? I, He's not going to feud with Roman. I, He's not going to feud with Brock. He's not going to feud with Seth. No. He's not going to feud with AJ. No, he would need, it would need to pivot out of this particular feud. So it would need to be Randy. Give him a, give him a SummerSlam match one-on-one with Randy Orton. Build I understand with, what you're calling build, for, but I don't. Build, 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 build to it between now and then. Slap, slap the IC title on one of them. And or if you need to, to put a championship in it to make it mean more. But I think that, that that's where I would take it. I would find a way to make this turn into a singles feud, either by splitting them up in a draft, um, splitting up RK Bro through something else or whatever. But I, I mean, I understand it would take some machinations to get there. But I think give him a spotlight feud against somebody like Randy Orton for Randy to give him the rub and then strap a flicking rocket to his back because I feel like he's capable of having that happen. So where does that leave his partner? Nobody cares about Dawkins. That's wow. crazy. That's crazy. Mind you, over the years... I'm sorry. Been, Hold they, on. They are, Pause. They are... Pause. <laughs> Let's rewind. Which one of you cares enough about Dawkins to care what happens to him if they... Care? I do. I do. <laughs> I do. And this is why I do. I will lie and say it. WWE has done such a bad job of promoting the big guy in wrestling. And it's, it's so bizarre because it's what the company was built on so many years ago. We had Vader. We had Mark Henry. We had all of these big dudes that went big show. Nash. We, we've had all these big... Well, he was Diesel in WWE slash WWF. But they've had tons of big guys come yep. through the program and do tremendously well. And, you know what and now it's almost like a detriment to the career. Like, oh, we don't know what to do with you because you guys. can powerbomb <laughs> and slam people really hard. 
So you it's taking so Montez weird, Ford away from Dawkins? That's, that's a good insight. But that's it's so nobody weird, gains anything in one in one breath. Yes, but the flip side of that is they also took NXT and essentially turned it into '80s wrestling, which was big dudes like the what they what they trying to promote in that space See, now with NXT this, 2.0. This, this is this is where you missing it. There's only one big dude in NXT 2.0. I'm gonna say. They ain't a lot of big dudes next. No, so they ain't no, turning into that. No, no, that's all they doing no, is basically that is, the event, that is the eventuality in NXT 2.0 because no, Gabe's and I think this way people, all, I, I think this way people being mistaken. That's not the eventuality because if you look at it, NXT is now there to build one star at a time. That's yes. it. So as soon as they yeah. finish with Braun Breaker, then the next yeah. guy is gonna come up. They don't have multiple stars, hence they keep sending. Actual main event talent down there to a feud with that one star that they're trying to bring up at that very exact are you, time. Are you real on a limb calling Dolph Ziggler main event talent, but go ahead. Well, well, he had the world wait. title at one point. I like, he was a big deal at one point. He was the show star at one point. Let's not act like there was no had a point. cup of tea with the world title. Wait, but th- because of injury, but let's not act like at a point we did not see Dolph at that main event. Bro, so for at that, one point, Dolph alone. Him being an NXT, no, I get it. He's Dolph, that guy. Dolph was hot at one point. I remember. <laughs> I just want to say, at one I point, remember. he was supposed to be the next Shawn Michaels. Listen, he was. Understand? Understand? He was. I I get it. I I get it. But that never materialized, and so which is true. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I remember. But, I remember jumping up and down in my house and calling my boy to be like, you know, zigzag that nigga when he when he cashed in on Alberto Del Rio mm-hmm. on post right. WrestleMania Raw. Yeah. So like I I was hyped for for Dolph back in the day I I get it, um, and I was but, only but I was only showing light shade. I mean Dolph is obviously a a seasoned veteran wrestler who has put on decent matches to to, to excellent matches over the course of his career. So he is a meaningful and, talent to send back down to to NXT. And, and he's not a and he's doing good work. And he's, he's not Finn Balor. And to the point, <laughs> and to the point, that's what they're doing. They're using guys of that ilk to go back down there and build up just one person. So when that person is built up to the point that he's main event ready, smart, man. they're going to put a rocket on his back and move him up. So and then they're going to find the next guy. So have... There's already rumblings about the Olympic dude yeah, signing a massive contract. Stevenson. So he'll be the second big guy, but they already dropped him to Raw. Yeah, baby, bro. So, is oh, the dumbest thing ever. So to say we could take Ford away from Dawkins and we don't have any idea. Dawkins is a quality big man that you could do tremendous work with. He could carry a mid-card title. He could carry a decent feud. Come on, Alexis. He's the no, 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 no. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. But at the same time, I'm going to list off some names for you and then I want you to respond. Okay. Braun Strowman. Luke Hopper, Eric Rowan, Bray Wyatt. I want to say something. All of those dudes. Tremendous talent. All of those dudes could have been main event talent. And and what did they do with all of them? Your point is exactly right. They don't care. We have let them down. But but that's my scene. So why why as a fan, why as a fan should I be concerned about what they do with Dawkins knowing that they're not going to actually do anything with him? And Montez Ford could be a main event star. But that's the thing. I feel like they're going to fail Montez. I feel like they're going but, to give him the run and then go on a But both of them could be main event stars. They can't. 
Well, Monte has more so than the Dawkins. In my opinion, no. in my the Dawkins have mic skills. is great. Honestly, on his Dawkins own. Watch this. I understand Watch he's it. not cast in the Enzo and cast situation, right? Well, I understand that he's not well, a complete not dud on the it's mic. Not, it's not that. It's not but at the same he's time, he's not a complete dud on the mic. No, he's not. No, no. I said, I, I said, he's not like it's not like Enzo and Cass, where you have the tremendous mic talent and then the dude who just bumbling along on side. I know that's not what this is, but at the same time, does Dawkins have the mic skills to carry a main event feud? I think he does. I think he, outside I think he of having a pause. See, see, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I, I hate that we've fallen into this discussion. <laughs> we so in the weeds. We so in the uh-huh. If you take the basketball shorts and the U.S. well, I, I don't know if to call that like the Olympic wrestling tights off of Dawkins, put him in nice ring gear. Probably put him in a suit. Present him clean. Present him as a legit Bobby Lashley MVP type guy. He would be perfect if you put him in the hurt business. Clean him up a bit. It's just that we we've Fair. we've grown so used to just seeing him as the muscle. Next to Montez Ford that we don't even think about him as more. It's almost like what AEW doing right now with MJF and, and, and what's his name, man? Shoot. Wardlow. Wardlow. We saw Wardlow as just the muscle behind MJF for so long. They put that dude in the sloot, slick, slick his hair bar, and look where he at now. I kind of don't, don't want to off the roster storyline-wise, I, but I, I get your point. Um, and I, I granted, I, I could see that. I you slap a suit on him and you put him hurt business style. I feel like that could. I work. think it should be something else. I feel like no, no, do that. It, it doesn't have to be. But, but it's, it's hard with him. No, but I, I agree. The idea is you would need to take away the basketball shorts. You would need no, to take no, away that's right. Fine. You would need to change his look entirely. It it doesn't necessarily. But I, see. It would come off as though like the so if you if you move Montez, Montez right and you have him you start to push him and then of course Dawkins is left in the in in the wayside hypothetically if you take the shorts off and put him in the suit it kind of comes a few thoughts feelings like okay this dude is just a leftover dude it, it, it gives off that almost Listen, that gimmick of like yeah like but, okay but we acting like we've not but, seen okay I can give you some other names. Sean Michaels, Marty Jannetty. I know we was gonna get you at some point. <laughs> Edge, but, Edge, Edge, right, and Christian. All right, all right. right? Christian okay, eventually got going. a world title, but yeah, at the same did. time, when those dudes split, Edge was rocket strapped to his back. There will always be casualties. Everybody ain't gonna make okay, it. Okay, if I if I had to go more with Ricardo's point, right? I think the only way we feel this way is because in in regards to the tag team and putting them both together, Montez looks like the more seasoned, serious wrestler compared to Montez. I mean, Dawkins. Dawkins. He has, he has that no, look. Montez I don't think, like I don't think, I don't, but I don't think, the I back. personally don't think the talent is that much of a gap to where you would say, like, it would be a, a big drop off if they were you know what the funny part about this is, and this is where I can leave this conversation. <laughs> the only reason we view Montez like that, and we don't view Dawkins like that, and I hate to say it like this, flippy stuff, is because Montez is the high flyer. He's the flashy dude on the mic. He reminds everybody of the next great yes, star yes. in the terms of being able to deliver yeah. actual talent on the mic. Yeah. And that's fair. I okay with that. Yeah. All I'm saying is we're gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to another great wrestler. 
Like we use the Shawn Michaels, the uh, Marty Janetti. We use the Edge and Christian. We use all these narratives of splitting up tag teams and one guy taking off and the next guy, you know, stumble it. But there's also a lot of great cases of you splitting up tag teams and the next guy starting out. We forget Shawn Michaels and Triple H. They were a tag team at one point. They were D-Generation X. But they were primarily singles wrestlers. You have the shield. No, but they when were Triple also H made transition into DX, he was a lost like, singles wrestler. Primi- I don't. The shield, had the shield. Yeah, but they weren't. Wrestler. They weren't primarily a tag team. He was second fiddle to Sean. They, they, they were. They were a faction. Even when there was just okay. the two of them in China, they were more faction than tag team. Same thing. Okay, with the if shield, you want to so go you- that route, that's fair. You could say the right. same thing about the Hardy Boys. It worked up, and you split them up. Two different characters, but they both worked. Agreed. So all you have to do is find the strength. We just throwing away a character just because. Okay, we feel like we can make more ends. Yeah. Off of this mean. one and the next one ain't viable. That's all I'm saying. My, That's all I'm saying. Matt only. And this is why I like Tony Khan. Matt Release the dude. Hit, but Matt only hit because Matt had a mind for wrestling. Oh wow! And because <laughs> and because backstage drama allowed him to get into that feud with Edge when they was getting ready to run Edge to the top. So circumstances still played a part in that. I mean, I feel like Jeff still had the better career. All they're saying is do it. Do, I, 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 I want WWE to go the route of going ahead, splitting them up, putting the rocket on 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 Montez back. But he's Bianca. He's Bianca's significant other, so that could be a tremendous storyline. Story well, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you could go ahead and do that. All I'm saying is Dawkins have a bright future, and probably three years down the line from now, he could be talking about it. Yeah, we could be talking about him right in the AEW trying to find a bright future. Oh, wow. Okay. Big, big, big. Remember <laughs> Yo, this. Wow. Remember the 2022 WrestleMania part when Carter called it. Vince Gavins. Yeah, Y'all know no. Vince Gavins. I feel like he probably ain't going to be there then. But we'll deal with that there. Powerful. Powerful. Okay. That's crazy. All right. So let's, let's try to get back on track a little bit. Right. Um. So match placements in terms of like who ended up on the first night and who ended up on the second night, I I, I don't know how to view this anymore because um, they've been flip flopping people even up until this week. I think they were still moving people around as to where they where they felt. God, subject to change, bro. I mean, they've been they've been riding that hard. I mean, it, it's really been like it, it really subject to change. So so day one, I I would suspect that who's the main event. That's what I was getting to. Y'all getting on the main it's, event? It's either way I just trying to figure out the female matches, but now it's. I doubt that. Is it? I think so. no. It can't be. So it can't be. The rumor, wow. the rumor, okay. long time was that it, it was going to be Austin was going to be the show closer for night one. Austin and KO. Okay. If he if he actually wrestles, then I could see that. That's what I was going to get at. It's like it's all like you throw some blows and land a stunner or two. Oh, wow. See, and this and this is why I always thought they won as a, a throwaway. Yeah. This is why I always preferred the um extended day one is set up as a throwaway. I'm sorry, outside of Austin, it day was, one is it, a throwaway. But it wasn't like that last year. It it was not like because that last they've year. done such day a disservice a to the feuds. Last year. And that's, that's why I was just about to say this year. This year. That's that's why I preferred the one night extended WrestleMania where it was just one long show. Seven because hours. at least you didn't have to say Oh my God! Who's the main event? Because it was a clear defining what the main event is. Now you have the situation where we want to put a big show, to, uh, a big match to start. We want a big match to end. Mm-hmm. So now we just trying to Philly, play yes. around with the card to figure out 
what's going to be the best matches right. when you're not just telling the performer go there and make your match the best match of the night. Right. That's what WrestleMania used to be. Every match could have been the best yeah, match of the night. Everybody was trying to steal the yeah. show, but it's like yep. you by having two nights, it even makes that that whole concept of show stealing so different because it almost nullifies your ability to do that because it's like you steal night one, quote unquote, but then it's a whole nother night. And then by the time you get to post-WrestleMania Raw, if they have a big debut or a big return, what does it even matter that you stole the show on Saturday or Sunday night? Fair point. Fair well, point. But in terms of main oh. event, I see it have to be either Austin, the women's match. Which women's or... match? Because both women's matches are on Saturday see, night. That's why so exactly they, they'll do the start of Ronda Rousey. I don't they, care. They pay and run too much money. But I don't care. That's, see, that's why it's going to lean towards. But that's like... I mean, I feel ha- like... You have to go with the one that at least has a glimpse of a, glimpse of a better story. Get it? It's Charlotte even, even and Ronda. Charlotte I is know, like... She, she, Ricardo's she, right. She, it it, I, it really uh, only could be Charlotte. It only could be Charlotte and Ronda or, or Stone Cold. That's disappointing. That's it. That's disappointing. I don't I know mean, why we pretend like... If I was it, them... I would actually open the show with Stone Cold. That's what I thought. That's what I initially thought. Like the same. I think way... they open night one with Bianca and 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 Jesus Christ, Becky. I could see it. I feel like you're right. I can see it. Yeah, I feel like you right. you because your your first your first segment or your first match has to be hot, and so you know. So okay. I, I could see how you would bookend night one with two women's title matches. I could see how you get there. Because everything else in the middle, I mean, like I say, I mean, obviously, you know, the Usos are always good for an excellent match. Um, but You definitely did? need them in the middle of the card to refresh things. Right. Yeah, you do. You do. Everything else, like, so Drew and Happy Corbin is filler. The Mysterios match is filler. The New Day match is filler. So literally, what you do is you have... Yeah, you have the only other thing I could see you opening the show with if it wasn't Becky and Bianca is Seth. It's Seth. Yeah, because I, I was actually going to ask if it's Cody, right? Why? Why would not be considered a possible endo? No, no. Like if it's Cody, like if it's Cody, I could see how that would be your opening match. Mm. If it's Cody, I could see that being your opening match. Mm, okay, because I think, for example, like you stalled the anticipate, at least you can end it like that way of the night, like who is Seth Rollins' opponent. I mean, yeah, if it's Cody, if it's I, Cody, you, yeah. if it's Cody, you can't waste that pop on the opening. You can't do that. That 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 Cody yeah, moment has to be at True. that flat that's spot that's in the middle of the show yeah, you need to, to get yeah, everybody you need to super hyped. Like, card, the, exactly. The yeah. So if, if, if you breaking it down from the perfect card. There's there's clearly four matches that could open the show on either night. You have the Brock Roman thing, you have the Stone Cold stuff, and you have the two women's title matches. So if you give both of them on night one, you book end night one with the women's match it, and then you put Stone Cold and KO somewhere yeah. towards the middle ending of the night. Right. And then yeah, on night so... two, of course, the main event would be Roman and Brock to give Roman that big spectacular finale because they could put him over. He walking away with both belts. Yeah. So I could see them doing Becky and Bianca as the opening and then doing a cool down with like Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin and then maybe doing the Usos match and then doing Kofi Do's or Ray 
and then maybe getting into Seth. Boy, three lock. I mean, I'll say lock lost up three. Lock, well, no, because I mean, you have a you, there's a championship match, right? So you yeah. gotta pretend like the championship, and it's the Usos. So you expect, and then you got Shinsuke in there. I don't, I don't know Rick Boogs other than um, the fact that he's been around with Shinsuke. I don't know what his in ring work looks like, but I know obviously you have Shinsuke and the Usos. You working with something there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could see you kind of doing that 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 back and forth where you go championship match, filler championship match, Seth filler, um, then maybe like a Stone Cold, and then you go one more filler or, or two more fillers before you get to Charlotte and Ronda as as your show closer. So I can see how that would work. I mean, on night two, obviously our our go home is Brock versus Roman, and I feel like Roman has to win that match. He has to. Because I think the whole thing is he's never beaten Brock at WrestleMania, so you kind of have to give him that. I think, I think it's almost impossible at this point to to have him lose in this spot. Outside of that, yeah. um, I could see Edge versus AJ as an opener in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be a lot less matches on night two than night one. One, two. Three, That's why I keep saying that that yeah. there's going to be some big surprise. Some big return. No, something something is gonna happen on night two. Because there's no way in the world you pile a card so high on night one. Bro. On night two, you only have two quality matches. I won't even something lie. else is hard to pop off. Looking at the this. Selena, well, I, I just group him as that woman's match. The tag team match. The tag team that, match. Yeah. That's gonna be twenty minutes of non stop foolishness. Wow. Think botches, think trash. Think okay, can I gonna ask wow. who's this in which way? Damn. What's the point of that match? Is it just to put the belt on Sasha and and? Maybe? Oh no! It's we it's have a women's in, division. I think we on the title, so this is what we do with them. It's yeah. how you get eight gals on in, on wrestling. Yeah, yeah, it's how you yeah. do because it it's one belt. So without like, having all, something all as trashy as like the WrestleMania Women's Royal Rumble, whatever crap that they do. Thing. The I fu- I fully expected them to include in some way a wedding ceremony for Tazawa and. Uh, but wow. whatever that gal name, yeah. I'm so upset Rhea is in this match. So, Samina, right? Yes, I'm so upset. So, Rhea, I, Rhea really either, either we're gonna get some major caller from NXT, maybe Braun Breaker after losing again to actually what I could see being what I could see being the thing is. If they really, if they really ballsy and they really trying to make this dude Brock, baby Brock Lesnar, I could see Stevenson showing up on night two. To do and what? being involved with what? Interfere? Inter- to interfere or what? I don't know. I just feel like I, we already we've already seen Braun Baker, Braun, Braun. Oh God, his name sucks. Braun <laughs> Breaker on the main yeah. roster. I feel like. Especially if Roman like destroys Brock and you want to be like the next big thing, I feel like that would be a spot. But that's just me kind of spitballing. I, 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 they, 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 it feels like there's something missing from the Sunday night card. I will agree. And it yeah, seems Emily. like they shifted things this week in particular to make room on that Sunday night card. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I feel like it's something that I don't know. If it's a rock appearance, Perhaps. I don't know if it's a Cena appearance. I, I just don't know. Right. So maybe they do the surprise opening thing like what they did with Hogan. Um, I think it was Hogan, Austin, and Rock or something like that a few years mm-hmm. back. Maybe they do something like that on night two. 
um, with a with a with a rock or a scene or like you say someone in that space. But I could see Edge and AJ opening night two, or I could see Street Profits that match opening night two. Um, and then basically, I really don't give a frig after that until we get to Brock versus Roman. I mean, I like uh, I said, so I'm, the WWE's I'm credit, I gotta give it to them. Both of these look like two strong runs at three hours, and you get through the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say one thing though. I still uh, looking at we this, don't have a, 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 we have two mid card titles that basically don't exist. Uh, boy, Alexis, you read my mind. Vince absolutely has to hate Ricochet and Finn Balor because there's no looking at this this card again. Closely, there's no reason. And you just slapped the title on two of them. Not, you literally, not be, you literally, not be, like, not to, me, <laughs> to me, like, you put, you, doing? you put the titles on Finn and Rick because you wanted them to defend those titles at Mania because that's better than, well, I mean, they wanted yeah. to get the IC title off of Sami, obviously, because Sami was fighting Knoxville, which obviously that means Sami's going to lose because that's why they took the title off of him because he can't yeah. lose the title of Johnny Knoxville. Understand completely what that means. Um, but at the same time, you, there was all this talk about Ricochet being the number two babyface on SmackDown. He, <laughs> if you have him as that, if you're presenting him as that and you have him with the title and he's not defending that title, wow. then what the frig are we doing? These belts have never not meant anything. That's it was never a time these these meant anything. No, no, they used to. <laughs> right when duels like Triple H held it, it meant something. When duels no, like I the know, but I'm saying it, like, it, it meant right something. now. They no, right now they don't mean anything. Because like, why even, aren't they here? Even when Cody had it and they went the route of of, of switching wow. back to the old white belt, like the 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 white icy title, it meant something. Mm-hmm. Even up until yeah. that point, it still had some value. But it's like it, it just feels like. The, Fam, even the IC the title year, and the US Big title feels so meaningless in 2022. It's amazing. <laughs> like, anyway, Vince, do your thing, bro. Do your thing. I also feel like we set up for a letdown in the um in the celebrity space for Mania this year because I don't think oh, anybody absolutely. comes close to touching Bad Bunny. I feel like yeah. Bad Bunny could legitimately be a wrestler if they gave him the time and trained him. Um. And I think it just is it's the same thing with, 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 with Pat McAfee. I feel like when you have dudes who have a genuine interest and passion for it, there's always you're always gonna get better results out of it. I feel like to some degree, Logan Paul and even Johnny Knoxville is just there for the check. Um yeah. and so at the end of the day, it's like, mm, yeah, I, I I you know, do whatever you want to do, but I just just make sure I get paid and like I could still walk and work again afterwards and I good. Whereas I feel like with a dude like McAfee, who is probably closer to a wrestler now um, than just like some celebrity hang on um, and even Bad Bunny last year, I feel like you get way more out of that. So I feel like both of these are going to feel um, a, a, a great disappointment in comparison to having Bad Bunny involved last year. Personally. No, I think you're very spot on. I don't think any of these dudes have the same passion as he did. So I don't think they went into the training with the same mindset at all. So I don't expect anything from those two matches whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I guess overall, obviously there are titles on the line. Do you want to do a quick run through of predictions for who walks out with, with the various titles? Certainly. Yeah, we can get into that. All right. So women's tie. Let's start with the bottom of the bar. Women's tag team. Um, <laughs> 
I'm treating it this way. I'm sorry. This is, this is no disrespect. I position it as the WWE right. positions it. So, um, women's tag team title match. Which one? Women's tag team. So that's um, Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha and Naomi versus Rhea and Liv versus Shayna and Natalia. I personally feel like it's Sasha and Naomi, but I think it's Rhea and Liv. I think it's Sasha and Naomi. It's the only reason they brought Sasha back. She was literally just in no man's land and it was like, we can put the title on you. Okay, yeah. come in back. <laughs> I, I agree. I feel like that's what it is. And I actually feel like... That's a fair point. That's a fair I feel point. like out of all point. of the four horsewomen, I feel like Sasha is closer to the end of her in-ring career than any of those guys. I feel like she has eyeballs on acting and mm-hmm. and her post-career, her post-wrestling career space more than Becky or Charlotte or... Um, um, Bailey. Who is about to ask, where is she? That's another story. She named Bailey. But see, yeah, but see, yeah. I, I, I disagree with you, Alexis. I think Sasha has the most left. The problem is the only way that they ever put it in feuds is like if she holds out and they be like, hey, Sasha, we need you. We can give you a title and then take it right back. Yeah. Or yeah. you have a really good storyline with you and Bailey. Yeah, like I, those I, are the only moments they respect Sasha. Yeah, and that's but why in I feel terms like of in ring performance, don't Sasha, her. next to Charlotte, she's the best. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Becky. I think Becky is a tremendous talent, but she is not better than Sasha Banks. Um, I have a strong disagreement because I still well, feel you, like out of I, out of the four horsewomen, Sasha I, I is the most botchy. I don't think I won't get into that. You will. Am I wrong? Out of the four horsewomen, if that's the co- the conversation we have, and it's those I'm four picking, women, I'm not picking sides on this. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> Yeah, we, we ain't getting nowhere as a group. Matter of fact, I think we need to. That, that need to be a part on that. So. Uh, it, it should be. It it, perhaps should be. it should if ever we could podcast outside of WrestleMania. Right, right. Um, right. All right. So next up, Raw Tag Team Titles. So that's Street Profits versus RK Bro versus Alpha Academy. Uh Street Profits. Same. Hey, street Profits. I think it's the Street Profits. I think they get the moment. Yeah. I think they get the rest. Yeah. I feel like they need the moment. They do. They do. I think it's been I think it's been built like that as well. Yeah. Um SmackDown tag titles, Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boos. Usos retain. I feel like the Usos <laughs> retain. <laughs> I don't feel like it's, I don't think they're ever taking the belts off the Usos. Honestly. Literally the for only, what? Like, who do you, who the do only you, person that can take, take the, it off for? the only person to take the belts off the Usos is the New Day. Absolutely, you you are hundred percent correct. Yeah, I don't know. I, they, I just I think the it. only reason the Usos may lose this match is the fact that Vince will want them to play a role in the Roman match in some which way, and it'll give them more ammunition to want to get involved. Given the fact that they already embarrassed the family, and they'll have to find a way to make it up. Vince played that storyline in some much way, but I, I don't see the point taking them off so I pick the Usos to keep the belts. I actually could see that too from the standpoint of if you want to put Roman back on his own with just him and Paul Heyman post this, I could also see that where he could kind of distance himself from them. So Sustain I could see that I could see that from yeah. that standpoint as well. 
um, giving him an opportunity to kind of slide back into just kind of him on his own with 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 Heyman. Um, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. I think my girl Becky takes that. I think Bianca. Well, I they only give it to Bianca because they yeah. owe from last year. Yeah, they owe Bianca, so it has they to be Bianca. They owe, yeah. Two WrestleMania wins back to back. Yep. Flair Rousey. Um. See, this is a tough one for me because my mind is telling me Rousey simply because she lost the last time they had this WrestleMania match. But it's also telling me I I don't know if they give the L to to Charlotte. I don't. They have. Okay, so I have a question. Is Charlotte still undefeated at WrestleMania? No, right? Yes. She is. No. She means she's baby take she up. No, no, no. she, she was Let in me, a match with was it not her, Becky and Rousey that Becky won? The first Yes. Event? Yeah, that triple track. Oh. Exactly. So having that off the table, yeah, I definitely could see them giving it to to Rousey. I feel okay. like the money the money says that it's Rousey. Just because you don't bring mm, up. I don't think you could bring true. her back for her to take that L. And she had I think it's the same thing as Sasha. I think it's the exact same conversation we have with Sasha. They right. they lured Sasha back with we could give you look we could give you the tag straps at Mania okay we could give you something. I feel like you don't bring Ra- Rousey back to take another L at Mania. I think yeah. it's Ronda for the male factor. Yeah, no. Not only the money, but from the idea that Sasha is always not Sasha. Charlotte has always Go been ahead. willing to. To put the company in the best position. So putting the belt on Rousey gives them like six more stories that they could tell. Correct. And also they could win the PR yeah. narrative of saying, right. ah, fresh off of having a baby, Ronda Rousey returns and win WWE this title. Is true. Like Vince loved that stuff. This is you true. mean the same story he just ran in in, in August we with we get that. Yeah. Okay. That. We get I that. mean, we ain't above running nothing. the same story twice at the same time. So But Vince needs to know we so, so let me explain something. Let me explain something. This is definitely Nobody. the same story at the oh, same man. time on SmackDown and Raw. Vince is perfect for saying in a in a board meeting, it's the reason we have so many women on the card. We could book them as mothers and girlfriends and wives. That's something that Vince lives to do. Remember back in the day, you would never know dudes was truly married to somebody. That's Not so a second, you know somebody so off screen married. They in a storyline together. Yeah, oh. yeah. All they right, got Phoenix back. That's <laughs> oh, actually, down. sorry to double back to the conversation earlier. It actually would be, it could be Taz versus Seth because of the Bianca Becky connection. I feel yeah. like you could run, yeah. you could run a gimmick. Okay, you could, run a gimmick, um, you could run a gimmick. You could run a gimmick mixed tag situation leading to Montez versus Seth at at SummerSlam. I feel like that's a route you could go. The problem is they seem to be positioning um, Street Profits as heels, and Seth is squarely in still in a, in a heel role, so that may be the only challenge there. But that that does op, that does stand as a, a potential because obviously Seth it's, was commenting on on the whole hair cutting incident from Monday, so. Is Becky not in the hero? Is Becky what? Not in the hero? Hero? Becky is also in the hero. Oh, okay. No, I thought you... Like, no, but I'm not. saying they position the Street Profits as heels. They seem to be leaning in that direction. They do? Okay. Have you right. So you? So this is the issue. You have not actually watched Raw the last two weeks, <laughs> but 
the the framing of I've never gotten them at least for my for me personally I when they approach RK bro so they they toy in with it they're playing it okay. where you can I, see it as yeah. them being aggressive faces. Or them on the that's, road to turning. That's what, no. that's what I view. No, I view they it straight as, up heels. I, I view it as huh? faces. They straight up heels. That's what I thought. Oh. There's, 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 there's too much. There's too much fan support behind RK bro and loving that storyline. So WWE played it smart and just gave them the heel card. And that's where my whole narrative about Dawkins came from. But we could talk about that on a whole nother part. Okay. Trust me, it's a lot more there. All right. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll hold that for, for further conversation. All right. Um, I think that leaves us with title unification match, which leads me to my last <laughs> question mean, after should that. We, should we really give this match thought? Brock Roman. <laughs> Roman. 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 <laughs> That's the only thing that makes well, sense. Okay, I so mean, sorry. The sets of two questions. What would be the reason to put, to do, <laughs> to give this to Brock? The Paul Heyman effect. You put it on Brock and you could spin you could spin the story even longer. I mean, I don't have a problem with it going to SummerSlam, but I'm just saying. The Paul Heyman effect, you could spin it even longer. I I just feel like at this point the 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 Roman hasn't beaten him at Mania is enough of a thing to give Brock to give Roman the the, the win here. Because then it's like, if you push it to, to SummerSlam, then that means Roman wins at SummerSlam. Which means, okay, so you could always beat him at SummerSlam, but why can't you beat him at Mania? And I think that that becomes the problem. The challenge yeah. becomes, though, who the hell beats... Sorry, I have, I have two more questions coming out of this. Who the hell beats Roman for the title? That's also a question I had in my head leading up to this. Which is a very valid question, and one I have not come to figure out yet, but you... Do you have to ask the question? Who beats him? When you do it like that, I hate to put it like this. Only one man you set that up for. And who's that? The grandson of a plumber. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, you paid that man all that money. Why? You you had him going again. But not you, you didn't have no, him, but he's no. been dying your company it. for so long. I am with so it. So to bring him back, to uh-huh. pay him like that. Yeah, you have to eventually put the strap on him. You have to put him in a storyline with Roman. It's the only way you eat that AEW crowd. Like, wow, they really respected Cody. So here's the thing. Wow, they really I put Cody was, in that. So the here's court. the thing. I thought they would get to it, but I. I so here's the thing. No, it won't be. But it, I'm with it. It won't be. It won't be Cody. Let me tell you why. So this this leads to my actual initial my follow up question for this match. How long is the title unified for? And I could see them literally pivoting back to having two titles by SummerSlam. And therefore, at SummerSlam, you could have Cody versus Seth part two for whatever the new title is once they de-unify the titles. I hate to put it like this. You, You could be right. But the problem with that is this. When you when you unify the title, what show does it go on? Because then that dictates exactly what all the storylines would be moving forward. But if if because Roman, SmackDown if Roman wins, if Roman Roman. wins, it's it's SmackDown, and right. like I said, they they'll probably run a, a two to three month storyline with a tournament set up for you know this new title. I don't understand why they're unifying it personally. If you if if the the expected 
you know, separation is, is already in place because as long as you have a brand split, as long as you have a brand split where there are two different um, broadcast partners involved, you have to have two main titles. So this is. I think gonna... you're forgetting that 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 technically speaking, Brock is still technically on SmackDown. No, he's yeah. Already... They did the whole, they did the whole free agent thing for a while, but initially after the draft, he went to SmackDown. Yeah, but SmackDown had both title, Brock though. and Roman. Said it again. But man's holding the Raw title. Yeah, he only went to Raw to get the title to do. I about, I about Let's to not say, forget that's, that. That's, that's because of circumstance. No, so that yeah. means okay. Yeah, ultimately, I think we landed at the same place, which is Raw is going to need a main, a, a world title. I don't okay. think they call it the world title. No, I mean I don't think they call it the universal title anymore. No, I agree. I think uni- the universal title is what they're going to be dropping. I think we'll obviously you stick with the whatever the WWE title is, but then what do you what do you call the the new title that you're you're bringing? Because obviously you know it it, it was never going to work with the Raw title and the SmackDown title. That doesn't work. So you have the WWE title on SmackDown with Roman or possibly Brock, and then we're creating another. Like I said, I don't think you could go more than you can't go further than SummerSlam. And even if you get as far as SummerSlam, that literally is because the next four months is all based around on Raw giving somebody that new title. Because you cannot have USA sitting there without a world title. Uh, That's true. Yeah, you you can. In this era, I don't think that works. Definitely can. But I, I, I get your point in terms of cycling back to where that particular train of thought started, which is I get your oh, point of, of the grandson of Not Apollo. to cut you guys off, and I noticed I don't have anything You're to do too with You're too late. Media, we, but... saw, we saw that from the start of the pod. I oh, yeah. leave oh, that yeah. for the very last thing about yeah. how <laughs> your boy come out of retirement and Bruce Arians is like, nah, fine, I'm good. I'm gone. I'm dipping. That's fine. You can have it, bro. <clears throat> but go ahead. Be good. No, no, no. I just, I, I, I just wanted to talk about that, yeah. Javon and Sherat in like two other Listen. shots that we hit. And I was sitting there like, I wanted to interrupt when it, because it literally hit when we first started talking. And I'm like, nah, I go wait. Because I go wait to see how long it takes for Ricardo to see it. Because yeah. I know, I, I, I <laughs> uh, that's, boy, that's interesting. Hey, you're going to Miami for real. I, I, I don't even understand what's happening with it. But we, we can talk about that off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Back, 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 back to the car. Back to the so, car. I mean, here we are. I, I, I laugh because I definitely, I definitely um, pushing this narrative of it being um, Seth versus Shane. Just, just for the pure, y'all know me. I chaos theory, right? Like whatever's the most mm-hmm. chaotic thing is just where it feels like Vince Galan. Um, and I feel like something gonna have to be the chaos in this weekend. Perhaps that's just something that we don't see on the card yet and that just manifests between now and Sunday. But it just feel like something, something like it, like I said, that Sunday card, looking at it again, something just feel like it's missing. Oh, yeah. Something's... And I guess we'll find out on Sunday what that yeah, is. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's been quite a minute, guys. That's what, that's WrestleMania yeah. season. Yeah. It, it caused moments like this. So I can't wait for the recap to see exactly where we landed on a lot of these predictions and where we 
Same. Um, how our prognostications worked out for a lot of these storylines. And I feel like I feel like that puts us as probably a week from now, um, getting the post WrestleMania Raw out of the way as well, and kind of capturing all of that when we catch up with with the recap. Yeah, I think we'll know immediately where the unified belts are going after that. I mean, does does Brock get his rematch though? That's, They've that's done this about. thing where the rematch clause doesn't exist. It does exist. Who knows? <laughs> you're right. You're right. It don't exist no more, bro. That's you're, the real you're right. You're right. We just make stuff up. It may just be a viewpoint at this. Vince literally should just be like, we throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> I see Cardo caught in violence in the chat, though. I, I, listen, I was waiting for you to see it. I see it. I, I just see it now. We'll see, we'll see where this goes. But yeah, I, I, if if we could at least catch a couple of these while while we in in the rotation, we we, we definitely need to have that have that four horsemen conversation. We need to definitely. All right, gents. Um, this has been another episode of Off the Turnbuckle. Uh, hope you guys all get a chance to tune in and watch WrestleMania this weekend, all twenty five hours of it. Um, and hopefully we'll be back here in a week's time doing a, a recap of everything that's happened. Enjoy the show. Remember, as always, to like, comment, subscribe, and share. And we'll see you here next time on Off the Turnbuckle. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money.